Hello, and welcome to the Jubilee Church Podcast. Jubilee Church exists to help all people know God, find family, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you would like to learn more or connect with us, please visit our website at jubileestl.org. Once again, happy Sunday, and thank you so much for joining with us as we come to yet ane- to the end of yet another challenging year. I want to talk to those of us who may be a little sad, a little disappointed, a little confused, perhaps frustrated. And in the next 20 to 25 minutes, I want to give you concrete reasons to reverse how you feel about the year that was and give you confidence for the year that will be. And for those of you who are old, uh, rolling your eyes right now, like is this just some other, you know, trite, you know, pep talk and, you know, you just need to look on the positive side of life and, you know, you just keep looking forward, you know, hold on to God. Here, here, here I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm not going to encourage you, you know, to believe the best and to hold on to God, but I want to help you see and I want to help you how you can see that it's God who is holding on to you. And when you come to this realization, what that feels like, the the confidence, the the assurance that comes from knowing that it is God that is holding on to you, well, that's a big deal. And and what we're going to see is the the difference from us looking at our year with, with sadness and disappointment and discouragement is understanding really the difference between faith and hope. So that's what I want to do. Uh, today with you, and I'm going to communicate this message a little bit differently. Typically, I you know, take a main text and walk through that, but there's a, a handful of, of scriptures that I want to bring to you and connect them all together around this topic of understanding the difference between faith and hope. And so I want, if you would turn with me to Hebrews uh, 11, 1. In fact, if you don't have a pen and paper, t- you know, hit pause, take a minute, go get pen and paper, write down these verses. It would uh, mean a lot to me, and it's going to really help you if you would study these on your own later. But uh, let me take you to Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says this, now faith, okay, now faith is the assurance or the substance of things hoped for, the conviction or the evidence of things not seen. I want to draw your attention to the word faith and the word hope, and, and, and faith and hope are connected. They are absolutely connected, but they are Different. Let's talk about hope. Um, go back with me 3,000 years to the day of Solomon, the wisest person who has ever lived, and he observed this about hope, which is going to give us some understanding. Proverbs 13, 12 says this, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. As Solomon, as Solomon examined the human condition, he came to the conclusion that when our heart, when our hope gets deferred, when it gets delayed, when things don't happen the way that we think they should happen, it makes our heart sick. It makes us sad, disappointed, uh, disillusioned, confused, depressed, perhaps. So what we are sad about, what we are frustrated about, what we are disappointed in points back to our hope, our dreams, our desires, and so that's going to give us some understanding on why we are sad, on why we are disappointed, on why we are discouraged. Would you pray with me? God, we just uh, thank you for your word, and I pray that you would take this ordinary, pre-recorded sermon and make it a real-time encounter with you. I pray for every person 
watching, that they would have a real-time encounter with you, that they would see the love that you have for them that would fill their hearts with assurance and confidence as we look to 2022. Amen. Well, have you ever experienced hope deferred? Well, the obvious answer is, of course you have. Whether If you've been alive 18 minutes, you've experienced hope deferred. You know, an infant, you know, not getting fed at the exact moment that they want. Hope deferred. You, looking back on your year, 2021, and it didn't happen the way that you thought it would happen. Hope deferred. Maybe you got your hopes up for a stress-free, conflict-free, you know, relationally fulfilling holiday season, Christmas season. It didn't happen. Hope deferred. Maybe you had thoughts about business expansion in 2021. Didn't happen. Hope deferred. Maybe you had thoughts about a marriage or relationship. Hope deferred. Maybe you thought that your children would finally take God seriously. Hope deferred. You got your hopes up only to have them come crashing down. It reminds me of a story in the Bible that you'll find in Luke 24. Um, the, the death of Jesus had just happened. In fact, the resurrection of Jesus had just happened, but they did not know about this yet. These two men on the Emmaus Road, we don't know. We know one of the guys' name was Cleopas. We can call him Cleo. And another guy who's not named, they're walking down this road. Uh, disciples of Jesus, not a part of the 12, but people who, who had followed the magnanimous ministry of Jesus, his teaching, his miracles, his, his way of treating people who are marginalized. And uh, they were despondent, right? They were discouraged. They had given up hope. And, and Jesus comes alongside them, joins, us, joins them on the Emmaus Road, but they did not recognize him. In fact, he said to them, what is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? They were talking about the, the crucifixion of Jesus. Everybody was talking about the crucifixion of Jesus, just like everybody is talking about COVID. Everybody is talking about the Cardinals. Everybody is talking about politics. Everybody was talking about the crucifixion of Jesus. Who is this person who does not know about what has happened? But he said to them, what is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, didn't even answer, looking sad. Skip down to verse 21. But they had hoped. So sadness was connected to um, a hope that got deferred. They had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. He being Jesus. Jesus, uh, in their minds, was like the leading candidate of being the Messiah. They had hoped that he would be the one to redeem Israel. But then it says this, yes, and besides all of this, it is now the third day since this has happened. Now let me explain the third day in Jewish culture. In Jewish tradition, three days means that all hope is lost. There is no possibility of a res resurrection. They believed in a resurrection, but they thought after three days, there is no possibility. But they did not recognize, like I said, that in front of them was the one who would be known as the resurrection and the life. But think about this for a moment. Their entire life was centered around this hope, this hope that Jesus was 
the Messiah. More than likely, they followed him for the full three, three and a half years, and they saw everything. This is where their hopes were. Now, notice the human condition. Three days, three days fully discredits three years. And that's what happens. Have you not noticed that in a moment, in a moment, all that we have built our life around, all that we had hoped for, when it comes crashing down, those moments can discredit everything that's happened to this point. And you're left absolutely stunned. Again, notice these two men. They are stuck looking sad. And they begin to drift. And we begin to drift. Some people have left the faith. They have left Jesus. They've left Christianity for this. Hope deferred, make their hearts sad. And they've given up. They drifted away. And this is the real danger of that I want to talk to you about today. Hope deferred makes the heart sick and at some level can cause us to question our faith and even the goodness of God. That's why I want to articulate for us today the difference between biblical faith and biblical hope because oftentimes we get them confused and it leaves us sad, disappointed, disillusioned. And confused. So what is the difference? Well, simply put, hope is what you're believing for. So you're believing for things. You know, I'm believing that I'm financially going to get on track. I'm believing uh, for a great marriage. I'm believing for my kids are going to be okay. I'm, I'm believing for a what. Hope is what you believe. Faith is whom you believe. Hope is about a circumstance, a situation Faith is about a person. Now, let me just speak a word of confidence, even in the midst of circumstances that we are not hoping for, that has left us wandering and maybe even, even doubting. Because we live in this world, we get our hopes up. You know, got my hopes up, and hopes get dashed. Hopes get up, hopes get dashed. And we just live in that cycle of getting our hopes up, hopes getting dashed. Let me just say to those of us who are following Jesus or considering following Jesus, I have good news. Faith is bigger than hope. Hope is real, but faith is bigger than hope. Faith actually leads to hope. I want to talk about that too. But faith is bigger than hope. Let me elaborate. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to hear from the Apostle Paul. Paul was an early church leader. Uh, in fact, he wrote a lot of the, the New Testament that we, we, we read. He wrote most of, most of these letters to these churches. And this was actually to one of his partners in ministry. He was younger than him. And he was writing to them and he's explaining to them and he, and he actually really articulates, I think very helpfully, the difference between faith and hope, as you'll see here. So he says, we'll pick it up in verse 11. He says, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher. So he's talking about the gospel. He's talking about what, what the gospel is and what it does. And he says, it's to this end that I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher, check this out, which is why I suffer as I do. Okay, suffering is like the opposite of hope. You know, if you're suffering, it's, it's, it's not what you want. But check this out. But I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I believe. Do you see what Paul's saying? He's saying there are situations in my life that I, that I didn't hope for. I, I'm in pain. I, I, there are circumstances that I don't want. They're causing me to suffer. But check this out. Because I follow Jesus. He, he's suffering not 
because he's disobeying Jesus, but because he's obeying Jesus. But then he adds this, I am, but, but I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. Now, well, Paul, why would Paul say he, that he's not embarrassed? I mean, has he not been shipwrecked? Has he not been stripped naked multiple times to be beaten and ridiculed and mocked in front of crowds and crowds of people? Sometimes he did not have the money to eat food on a given day. He went without food. He was maligned. He was hunted down. He was criticized by his own people. He was criticized by people he was trying to love. But he says he's not embarrassed. When we are in those situations, when we are disappointed, when we are in pain, when we are in loss, when hope gets deferred, we think there must be something wrong with our faith. And if we keep going down that path, we think there must be something wrong with God. I mean, why would God let this happen? Paul says in all these difficult, challenging things that we w- he would have hoped for, he was not hoping to be shipwrecked. He was not hoping to be beaten Nobody hopes to suffer. Everybody wants success. Paul wanted success. You want success. I want success. So Paul is saying, I am not hoping to suffer, but sometimes I do suffer. Again, not because I am disobeying God, but actually because I am obeying God. But I am not embarrassed. I am not embarrassed because I know whom I believed. I had hoped for these situations. Didn't happen. Hope got dashed, but his faith remained strong because his faith was not rooted in a what, it's rooted in a who. In other words, he knew the difference between faith and hope. Now, let me be clear. This is not a message against hope. In fact, I want to promote hope. I want you to hope more. I want you to get your hopes up. I want dreamers to dream. I want hopers to hope. I want wishers to wish. I want you to write down the 10 things in 2022 that you're believing God for. I want you to make that list. I want you to expect. I want you to anticipate. I want you to lean forward and want more for your life. Our church is built around helping people realize and experience that there's more for your life. We want to help you discover your purpose and make a difference. I mean, we're kicking off the year with a series called Big Prayers. I mean, excuse me, Bold Prayers. Because we want to pray bold things. And we're going to ask God to do big things in and through us because we have so much hope and expectation that for what he wants to do, so much so that we're even calling the church to fast. Now, let me let you in on something. I don't give up on food easily. But I'm giving up on food that week, not because I don't have hope for what will happen, but because I do have hope for what will happen. But my brothers and sisters, might I remind you that hope is fragile, but faith is not. Faith is whom you believe. Faith is... Faith is divine persuasion. The the reason why faith is so powerful and so strong is because faith comes from divine persuasion. In other words, you need God to persuade you in order to have faith in Him. You need to have God to persuade you in order for you to have faith in Him. And this is really Important, and, and this, is, this is how you, are, you and I are able to see that it's not we holding on to God, but actually God's holding on to us. What, what originates with man needs to be sustained by man. What originates with God is sustained by God, which is better, way better. In fact, that's why Paul says in 
to the Philippians, to another church in Philippi. In, 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 chap, in chapter 1, verse 6, he, you know, he's in prison, he's suffering, he's, he's challenging situations, and he's able to speak a word of confidence. Check this out. He says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you. So God, God persuaded them. He originated faith in them that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So Paul's able to say this faith that started with this, this faith that came about because God persuaded you, it originated with God, is sustained by God. That's a different that's a different way of looking at things. Hebrews 12, 2 says this, looking to Jesus, all right? So actually, Hebrews 11, this big chapter on faith, we read that verse earlier. All these big examples of all these you know, great people who, who did all these great things, although some saw the reward and some didn't. Actually, some received the inheritance and it says some were sawn in two, but they both had faith. But then it says this, it says, looking to Jesus. How do we keep running? How do we keep going? How does this happen? Well, we're looking to Jesus. Check this out. The founder or the originator and the perfecter of our faith. The, the, the originator and the completer, the founder and the perfecter. And when we get this wrong and we put our trust in situations, our focus moves from who? We take our eyes off Jesus and we put our eyes on a situation. Our focus goes from a who to a what, and we lose the plot. And we're sad, and we're discouraged, and we're disappointed, and we're confused, and we start to drift away. I started leading this church when I was uh, 29, and I had so much faith and expectancy about us being the kind of community that reached people with no church background. And, and we've done that. But we also reached tons of people with with a church background, and some of those have come wounded with hope deferred, right? Uh, a church disappointed them. A, a pastor disappointed them. Their kids didn't turn out like they thought, and that has disappointed them. They tried community, and community didn't work. They, they thought God would heal them, and they didn't. God thought, they he thought God would heal their, their mom, and, and didn't. God, they thought that they would have this certain ministry opportunity, and it just didn't materialize like they thought. Their hope was deferred. And like the guys on the Emmaus Road, they were they're just sad, empty, and life drifting away. They were sad. They were... Um, disappointed, they were discouraged. Let me take you back to Hebrews 11.1 1, because it says this, because I want us to see this, the difference between faith and hope. Faith is the assurance or the substance of things hoped for. Notice, notice that faith, faith is in the source of what we hope for, right? Our faith is not in what we hope for, our faith is in the source of what we hope for. And God is the source of all. Uh, every perfect gift comes from the Father above. So we are not enamored by his creation. We are enamored by the creator. We are enamored by the source. Our faith is in the source and not in what we hope for. Our faith is in the source. Our faith is in the source, not the situation. Our faith is in the source, not our circumstance. Our faith is in Him. Our, in other words, I'll say it this way. Our faith in, informs our hope, not 
not our hope in, uh, informs our faith. Oftentimes we get those things backwards. That's why it's so important to get this right. That we, we hope for things. We hope our life is like this and our hope is life like this. And if I follow Jesus, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And, and I have hope for things. And our hope and whether or not our hope comes true informs our faith. And if we do that, we're going to be sad. We're going to be disappointed. We're going to be disillusioned. Because that's what happens, right? When, when our hope doesn't materialize, some might say, well, you just didn't have enough faith. I'd like to push back on that. I would say you have, that person has hope and expectancy, and the Bible says yes and amen to that. But what's going to help you endure, what's going to produce in you a steadfastness and a, uh, a consistency is your faith. And faith is in a person. And his name is Jesus. Paul says something very similar than what we've been talking about in Romans 5. If you turn there to the church in Rome, verse, chapter 5, verse 1, he says, Therefore we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is how we have faith. Through him we have obtained access. It's all by him and through him. We've obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now check this out. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. And that's different. We rejoice when our hopes don't materialize. We rejoice when our hopes don't materialize, knowing that this is just another opportunity for us to get more Sure, not about a what, but about a who. It produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And then it says this, and hope will not put us ashamed. Let me be clear. Once again, we are not down on hope. We are built, we are a church built around God, expecting God to do big things. We put forth a vision led by the Spirit but we see in part and we hear in part. And if our faith is rooted in what we think God will do, if our faith is rooted in a what and not a who, we are going to be disappointed as individuals and we're going to be disappointed as a church. Not everything that we have hoped for as a church has turned out right. I can point you to uh, our success and we, you know, I can point you to the churches we've planted. I, I can point you to lives that have been changed. I can point you to uh, buildings we've built. I can point you to people that I can point to a lot of really good things, rather encouraging things. And I, I'm encouraged by what I see. I genuinely am. But let me just say there have been disappointments. There are people I've invested my life in um, who've not just rejected the church, but rejected me. My hope's been deferred. There's things that have happened. I didn't hope for that. There's people who have uh, left the faith, morally failed. I didn't hope for that. We, we planted a location in Winsville uh, back in 2008, 2009. If you go to the website, you won't see that we have a location in Winsville. That, we didn't hope for that. It didn't work. There's things that we've hoped for. The pandemic didn't turn out the way we wanted. Our, our response to the pandemic didn't turn out. We had hoped for different things. What do we do when what we hope for doesn't happen? Well, it's called suffering, okay? 
Let's, let's see that. It's called suffering. We get embarrassed, perhaps, maybe. We might withdraw or we pick up the ball and go play somewhere else. We just drift. We get sad. Sometimes hope deferred leads to, uh, a deferred hope sometimes leads to a transferred hope. We just kind of pour ourselves in the other things, into a job, into something else. And in these moments, we begin to actually wonder if our faith is broken or maybe we haven't done enough or even worse, maybe God is mad at me. How does Paul respond when people and situations disappoint him? Does he give up? Does he disassociate? Does he disappear? No, he's like, he's honest. He says, yeah, my, my, ship, my, my ship was wrecked. I, I didn't hope for that. But, my, but God's not mad at me. God put me on that ship. <laughs> but I understand I have an adversary, right? And he's trying to keep me from where I'm going. And I, but I know that God, I know that God works out all things for my good. This situation is not what I hope for, but it's not the end. It's not the end of a season. We think, we think when our hopes are dashed, it's the end of an era. It's the end of season. It's the end of hope. It's not the end of hope. Because our faith is not in a situation. Our faith is not in a what. Our faith is in a who. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he wants to make you confident of himself. He wants, to, he wants your faith to be rock, rock solid. Well, how do we get there? Well, he finishes in verse 5. He says, because the reason why he was able to look at suffering and rejoice and not get into sadness and to disappointment and to disillusionment because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So let me just tie this all together and we'll close. We will close the final sermon of 2021. Faith, Paul says, informs my hope. Like I said, sometimes we get it backwards. We, hope does not inform our faith. Faith informs our hope. So my faith is not connected to a situation. My faith is connected to a person. We're not saying, hey, you got to hold on and, and believe and da-da-da. No, we're saying God is holding on to you. Faith said, this isn't the end. God, God has something better for me. Even if I die, this is not the end. How? How do we have such faith? How can we have this faith in this person? Because, because his love gets poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. In other words, his love persuades, persuades us. His, his nearness persuades us. Remember the, the, the guys on the, on the Emmaus Road and toward the end there, I mean, Jesus finally does reveal himself and they, they get him to stay longer and teach him and encourage them and, and they break bread together and then he vanishes and, and they say to each other, did not our hearts burn when he was with us? What they were saying, they were saying that, man, his, his love was poured out in the very center of us. That's why Paul said to the Corinthians, the three things that remain are faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. It's why he would tell the Ephesians whose world was falling apart and they were, scra they were, they were grabbing at a, 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 a greater outer life. He says, you don't need a greater outer life. You need a greater inner life. So his prayer, he's like, I, I could pray for anything and I'm not praying you know, for your outer life, I'm praying that God would demonstrate and show you the full dimension of his love. You know, the height, the width, the, the length, the depth. 
by his love being poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit. It's why Jude, it's why Jude would write to a church under immense pressure. Keep yourselves, beloved, in the love of God. Here's, here's how we finish 2021 strong. This is how we can look back at the year. We can look back at the disappointments. We can look back at what makes us sad and discouraged and confused. And we could be okay. You know, that didn't happen. My hopes did not happen. But yet, we, we, we don't have to let that pull us down to where we don't have hope in 2022. Because this, what informs our hope, what informs our outlook, isn't how things have worked out in the past, but it's whom we believe. It's whom we believe. And we are persuaded by this whom when his love is poured out in our heart. So we are going to end 2021 how actually we're going to start 2022 in the series, Bold Prayers. The very first thing that we do in 2022 is that we are going to pray that God pour his love out in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, that God promises to do that. And so that's what I want to do today. I want to pray for us that God right now would persuade you with his love. So would you receive it? I want to pray for you, but you got to receive it. He wants to pour out his love in your heart, and that's going to fill you with confidence. It's going to allow you to see. Uh, it's going to allow you to rejoice even when things don't go well, even in the midst of your suffering. It's going to produce character and endurance. And it's going to cause you to be filled with hope for your future. Not, you know, rah-rah confidence, but genuinely understanding that it's not you trying a hold of God. It's not you trying to get a hold of God, but it's actually God getting a hold of you and you're resting in His goodness. You're resting in His love. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you that you demonstrated your love loudly and clearly on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he who did not spare his own son, will he not give us all things? He would even give us himself. He would even give us the Holy Spirit. So I just pray for all my brothers and sisters, everyone watching us right now, that you would right now, that they would have a real time encounter with you, that you would pour out your love in their hearts so that whatever they're going through, that they would be able to rejoice and they would be able to look at their future with confidence and hope. 